Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm so excited I forgot my name! Almost. It's Bitsy, oven mitt, right-hand gal, and co-host on the show. Yeah, you know the spiel by now. And you have made it to our season four grand finale cook-along. That's right. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we talk about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season which is right now, we'll be using all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. If you haven't listened back to season four and are just joining us for the first time today, hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Maybe consider going back and listening to our season four episodes in order. They talk all about each ingredient we'll be using in this recipe, and this whole episode is just much more satisfying if you know all the facts and science that goes along with it. Plus, there's spoilers in this one, since it's uh, the finale and all. So uh, go back and listen. Today, we are going to walk through every step of our fourth season's mystery recipe. I highly encourage you to cook right along with us this episode. We designed it so that you can listen and cook in real time. That's right. So that means you're probably in your kitchens right now, which is right where we want you. That sounded scarier than I meant it to, but uh, if you aren't in your kitchen, go there now, please. Thank you. In case you missed it, in our bonus episode, we invited our official ingredient guesser, Sulaf, back to help us put all the pieces together from season four. Sulaf helped us figure out that today's recipe will be black bean burgers from America's Test Kitchen Kids. In our most recent bonus episode, we also talked through what equipment and ingredients we'll be working with today. So if you haven't listened, you might need to hit the grocery store before cooking with us. In that episode, we also recommended you print out our black bean burger recipe, just so you can have all the ingredients and measurements close at hand. Even just having it pulled up on a computer or phone will help. You can find this full recipe at atkkids.com slash blackbeanburgers. Today, we are in our special recipe lab studio where we have a full kitchen to work with. We are going to be teaching this recipe to all of you and to Susie. Don't feel rushed. We have built-in spots to pause the episode and make sure everyone has time to complete each step. You can also pause anytime you want. We can't stop you. Even if we don't exactly tell you to pause, there's no rushing in the kitchen. Everyone cooks at their own pace. And this is a bit of a long episode. It might take almost an hour to complete. So make sure you are prepared to spend some time cooking tonight. But it will be worth it. I promise. These burgers are a treat. Ah, I hope you're hungry. All right, before we get started, let's all do a quick kitchen dance to our theme song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. You called the right mint for the job there, Molly. Mystery recipe. All right. Always good to start our finale cook-alongs with a kitchen dance. Now then, are we missing anything? Just me. Susie, welcome to the studio, Susie. It's great to see you. Hi, Susie. Intern BFF and saucepan extraordinaire. Ah, So excited for you to help us with these burgers. Yep, it's the last day of my internship, and I'm ready to help us take this season out in style. Let's do this. Let's get started. So, Susie, what is the first thing to do before we start any recipe? Oh, that's easy, Molly. First step is always to wash our hands. Yes, let's all go ahead and wash our hands right now. That means you at home, too. 
Hi, listeners. We have 30 seconds, and so I wanted to sing a super quick washing our hands song for you, okay? Okay, here we go. <coughs> All right, sorry. I-, I forgot to warm up here. It, it just, uh, I-, I need to... Me, 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 okay? I need to find my note as well. La, la, la. A five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's not it. I'm just counting. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Nice work, young chefs. You can go ahead and dry your hands, and let's get started. Uh, oh, but Molly, I never got to sing my song. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitzi. We'll have some more time later in this episode, though. Okay, that's fair. It was a little bit specific to this hand-washing moment, but I can always, uh, pivot. Now, before we get cooking, let's take a minute to make sure we have all the ingredients we'll need. Here are the ingredients we'll be working with today. Don't worry about measurements yet. We'll have time to measure everything out in a moment. We just want to make sure you have what you'll need close at hand. Try and see if you can tap each item as we call it out. So, here is what you'll need for our grand finale cook-along. One large egg. Chili powder. Salt. Pepper. Tortilla chips. We recommend using corn tortilla chips. Two cups of drained black beans. You'll need two 15-ounce cans of black beans to yield two cups. You can save your leftover black beans for another use. Four scallions, mayonnaise, sriracha, vegetable oil, one small head of bib lettuce, and four hamburger buns. So once you've gathered your ingredients, there are a few pieces of cooking equipment you'll need as well. Six bowls, one large and five small. A whisk, a spatula, a rubber spatula, chef's knife, cutting board, butter knife, spoon, liquid measuring cup, measuring spoons, ruler, large plate, salad spinner, a cup with a flat bottom, can opener, colander, 12-inch nonstick skillet, and a food processor. And if you don't have a food processor, do not worry. We will walk you through how to make this without one. You'll need to gather these additional pieces of equipment instead. Zipper lock bag, rolling pin or something to crush with, and a potato masher. You can also add whatever you want to top these burgers when they're done. That's right. I love cheddar cheese and tomatoes. You might also want ketchup or mustard, onion, really anything that beans your burger. Feel free to get creative. And we'll be using a stovetop today, so no need to preheat the oven. I am super duper excited. I can't wait to start cooking. Well, you don't have to. It's time for us to begin. Ready, Susie? Ready. Ready, Mitzi? I'm ready. How about you young chefs at home? Are you ready to get started? Great. Now that we have everything we need, it's time to start this recipe with a mise en place. Susie, do you know what that is? I do. I do speak French, Molly. You do? Oui. Pourquoi avez-vous l'air si surprise? A mise en place is a French phrase that means set up, and it's all about having all your ingredients measured out and organized before you start cooking. A mise en place is helpful because you have everything measured and ready to add. So when you start cooking, you aren't looking for your measuring spoon or trying to dice up an onion while your pan is already hot. So let's mise our ingredients. All right, Susie, I'll let you do most of the work here. And listeners, if there's ever a task we think the grown-ups might be more equipped to handle, we'll let you know. But your young chefs can really do most of the work on this recipe. Let's start by measuring our chili powder. So, listeners, this is going to affect how spicy your black bean burgers will be. 
We recommend using one tablespoon of chili powder, which is not very spicy at all, but adds a lot of great flavor. But you can add a little less or a little more, depending on what you like. So Susie, let's use one tablespoon for our burgers. Sounds great! I'm going to take the lid off my chili powder here and use the dip and sweep method to measure one tablespoon. A pro! So I'll dip my tablespoon into the chili powder and get a heaping pile here. It's sort of overflowing. And I'll use the back of a butter knife. Here we go, Susie. Thank you, Mitzi. And I'll sweep the excess back into the container by running the butter knife across the top of the spoon. There! Now I have exactly one tablespoon of chili powder. You can add that to this large bowl here. Nice work, Susie. We have our first ingredient measured and ready to go. A large bowl? For this one tablespoon of chili powder? That's right. We are going to add all our spices to this large bowl since it will be where we make our final burger mixture during the recipe. No need to keep these separate. Efficient. Love it. Next up is salt. Susie, can you measure a quarter teaspoon of salt? I most certainly can. And here's a dip into the salt and a tiny sweep for a very tiny and adorable quarter teaspoon measuring spoon. And into this large bowl it goes. Lovely. Oh, you are doing great. Same to you, young chefs at home. We'll get to the super fun stuff in a bit, but measuring our ingredients is a very important beginning step. Next up is a quarter teaspoon of pepper. Okay, great! Well, we learned in Pepper Week why we might want to use fresh ground pepper for this recipe. But I'm not sure we talked about measuring fresh ground pepper. That's correct, we didn't. To measure fresh ground pepper, you'll just want to grind some into an empty bowl or cup first. Then, once you think you have enough, you can measure it and add it in. We're looking for a quarter teaspoon here, so the same amount as the salt we just added. Here's a small bowl and the pepper grinder. Why don't you grind some up for us, Susie? Okie doke! Let's see here. I'm just twisting the top of the pepper grinder and grinding some pepper. We don't need too much. That quarter teaspoon is pretty small. Maybe 10 or 15 seconds here, I think. Just about got it. Great. Let's measure that pepper, and we'll add it to our large bowl with the salt and chili powder. Listeners, feel free to hit pause here if you need some more time. We won't go anywhere until you're ready again. We're not going to rush you. Molly, Susie, pause here real quick. Well, we don't need to pause. They'll press pause if they need to. They probably already have. Right, so if they're hearing this part... And we're probably all set to move on. Ah, amazing. Technology is so cool. Next up, we have our corn tortilla chips. We are going to want two ounces of whole chips, which is about one cup of crushed chips. So if you have a kitchen scale, feel free to use that to weigh out two ounces of whole tortilla chips. Or you can just use a cutting board in our cup with a flat bottom to crush up a bunch of chips, then pour the crushed chips into a one-cup dry measuring cup until it's full. That's what we're going to do here. I'll pour some chips out onto the cutting board, and then we can use the bottom of a cup to crush these chips. Okie doke! I have a cup here with a flat bottom, so I'll use that. And we're crushing! Don't worry about crushing them too fine. We just want to break them up a little bit for now so that they'll fit into our food processor easily later on. They'll really get broken down later in the food processor. And if you don't have a food processor, we'll use Andrea's zipper lock bag method later too. Great! So does this look good to you, Molly? Looks great. Listeners, our chips are broken into smaller pieces, all different sizes, and they reach the top of a one-cup dry measuring cup. We can put these into their own mise bowl here. Amazing. Listeners, feel free to hit pause here if you need some more time. We won't go anywhere until you're ready again. We're not going to rush you. All right, Susie. Next up, it's time for our black beans. We are going to use two cups of black beans for this recipe, which is just a little bit more than one can. We've got two cans here. Let's start by using a can opener to get them open. Sounds good to me. 
I'll just put the can opener on the top of the can here and clamp it down. Listeners, your grown-ups can help you with this one. And I'll crank the crank of the can opener so that it spins around the top of the can, opening it up. I'm being very careful while I do this because the top of the can and the lid are going to be sharp. Great! There's one can full of liquidy bean goodness. And here comes can number two. Opener is latched on there. Twisting round the top. And can number two is open. All right, time to rinse and drain these, Susie. We don't need to save the aquafaba. Because her career is just taking off all on its own. No, Mitzi, the bean juice. Right. We won't need the aquafaba for today's recipe. But if you want to use the leftover black beans for some black bean soup, then you might want to save it. Okay, I'm going to place a colander into my sink, and we'll carefully dump our first can of beans right into the colander. Great. And add the second can in there too, Susie. Second can is in. They are drained. That's great. We want to be sure there's no leftover aquafaba in there, though, because it might throw off the saltiness of our burgers. So let's give these a good rinse. Okie doke. We're rinsing them and moving them around, kind of tossing them in the colander a bit. I always feel like a real pro chef when I toss things in a pan or colander like this. Perfect. Those beans are rinsed and drained. Now, let's use a one-cup measuring cup to measure out the amount we'll need. So, Susie, go ahead and scoop out one cup, and you can put them in their own mise bowl right there. Okie doke. There's one cup of drained and rinsed black beans. And one more. Great! Two cups measured and in the mise bowl. Amazing. Listeners, you can put the rest of those beans away for now and please use them in a different recipe sometime soon. Check out our Bean There, Done That activity or try our simple white beans with garlic recipe and you can just use black beans in there. You can find links to both by going to atkkids.com slash blackbeanburgers. All right, Molly, we have our extra beans in a Tupperware for later. I'm going to take these home, I think, and make some nachos with Oliver. Sounds great. So, Susie, next up we're going to measure out our mayonnaise. We'll use this and some sriracha to make a sauce for our burgers. Here's a quarter cup measuring cup. Let's measure out a quarter cup of mayo and add it to this small bowl here. Great! I can sort of do a dip and sweep with this mayo, listeners. It's more like a scoop and scrape as opposed to the slightly more satisfying dip and sweep of dry ingredients. But gets the job done. There! Exactly one quarter cup of mayonnaise. Great. And here's a spoon to help you transfer it to this small mise bowl. Super! Next up is the sriracha, I'm guessing? That's right. Listeners, you can use anywhere from a half a teaspoon to one teaspoon of sriracha for this recipe, depending on how spicy you like your sauce to be. I am a big spicy fan, Molly, so I say we use a full teaspoon for ours. Sounds good to me. Here's a teaspoon measuring spoon, and you can squirt the sriracha in there and fill it up to the top. Here we go. Perfect. Go ahead and add that to the same mise bowl as the mayonnaise. We'll be mixing them together a little later. Sure thing, Molly. There we go. An excellent sauce in the making. Almost done with our mise. We want to measure out two tablespoons of vegetable oil next. So here's our oil and another small mise bowl. Lovely. One tablespoon in the bowl. Two tablespoons in the bowl. Did it. Nice. Okay. So we have our lettuce next. We recommended a small head of bib lettuce for these burgers, but you can, of course, use just about anything. You want as many leaves as you'll need for four burgers, since that's how much this recipe makes. So we can separate out the leaves we'll need, just kind of tearing them off the head here. Great. I have four pretty nice-looking leaves here. And Susie, what do we want to do with these leaves next? We want to wash them, Molly. That's right. We want to wash our vegetables before we eat them. Do you want to walk us through how to do so, Susie? I'd love to. So listeners, if you have a salad spinner, here's what we're going to do. 
Let's put our lettuce inside the large bowl of our salad spinner and fill it with water. This soaks the vegetables in the water, so dirt comes off and falls to the bottom of the bowl. Amazing! Now we can lift the lettuce leaves out and put them in the smaller colander of the salad spinner. We'll dump the water that was in the bowl. Excellent! And we'll put the colander inside the large bowl here. Now comes the fun part. I'm going to push down on the handle on top, which spins the vegetables around. I'll keep them spinning for a bit. Around and around they go. All right, that should do it. Let's check. These seem pretty dry to me. Listeners, if your vegetables aren't dry, go ahead and pause here and keep them spinning until they are. And if you don't have a salad spinner, that's fine too. Here's what to do. Rinse off your lettuce in a colander, then shake it dry a bit and lay the leaves out on a clean dish towel or a few layers of paper towels, and then pat them dry. And while you do that, you'll want to give your scallions a good rinse and pat those dry as well. Now might be a good time for your hand-washing song, Mitzi. Yeah, great idea, Molly. All right. Uh, me, 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 me. Okay, I'm warmed up. Let's do this. <coughs> I love washing my hair vegetables because it's an important part of staying clean. Washing my vegetables is the best because my vegetables are my favorite part of me. Uh, these lyrics don't totally translate, Molly. This was originally a hand-washing song, remember? That's okay, Mitzi. It sounds good to me. Can I get a hand here? Please pass the soap. Except do not use soap, cause now it's vegetables. Wash your left lettuce first, it is attached to your wrist. No, it's not. My lettuce has fingers and can make a fist. No, it can't. That part was also about my hand. Oh, I see what you mean now, Missy. Give me a lettuce high five, because we are almost done. Washing my vegetables is so much fun. Use your right lettuce here to give me thumbs up, and I'll use my lettuce to give you a hug. Washing my vegetables is the best, because my vegetables are my favorite part of me. <sighs> Yeah, all right. I, I mean, we got through it, I guess. Maybe let's just uh, move on. I loved it, Mitzi. Great song. I'll use my lettuce to give you a round of applause. That was amazing, Mitzi. Plus, now our lettuce and scallions are washed. Our lettuce is ready to use. You can set those leaves aside for now. And last up, we coarsely chop up our scallions. Coarsely chop our scallions, huh? Well, I'm excited to put my knife skills to the test with this recipe, Molly. But what do you mean when you say coarsely chop? Well, these scallions are going into the food processor as well, and so it doesn't need to be exact. We just want to break them down into small enough pieces so they fit easily into the food processor and break down quickly. All right, so listeners, I have my four scallions here on my cutting board, and I'm going to chop them coarsely into about half-inch pieces. But again, it doesn't need to be exact. I'll chop my scallions one at a time. Listeners, if you are not using a food processor for today's recipe, then you want these scallions to be finely diced. That means cut up into very small pieces. Might help to ask your grown-up for a hand here want to distract you while you're using a knife, so we'll just play some cutting music here while you prep those scallions. Let's do it!
All right, our scallions are looking coarsely chopped. Amazing. And if you aren't finished coarsely chopping or finally dicing your scallions, hello, hi, don't worry. Just pause here and finish up at your own pace. See you soon. Again, I'm going to do the whole waiting just a little bit thing, just in case, because who knows how long it takes people to pause a podcast. It might take a minute. Okay? All right. We're back. Amazing! Molly, it seems to me like our mise en place is complete. Say magnifique! Bless you. You are exactly right, Susie. Our mise en place is, is en place. place. We are ready to start combining our ingredients. Are you feeling ready to move on, Susie? Super duper ready! How about you, Mitzi? Molly, I was literally born ready. How about you at home listeners, ready to get cooking? Great. Let's start by grabbing our large egg. We are going to crack this egg into the large bowl with our spices. Mitzi, would you like to show Susie how to crack an egg? Oh, yes, please. Okay, okay. So, Susie, this is a two-step process. Part one, the crack. We start by hitting the egg on a hard surface, such as this counter here. Okay, so hit. Excellent, ah, excellent. Egg excellent. Ha! Then hold the egg over the large bowl here. And now use your fingers to separate the shell so that the egg and yolk fall into the bowl. And separate. There we go. Nice job. High five. Yeah. Sorry, Mitzi. Should have probably thrown the eggshell away before high-fiving you, huh? Maybe, but that's okay. I'm just going to throw that away for you and maybe wash my hands and maybe also my face. Well, while you do that, Mitzi, let's whisk together this egg and the spices until everything is well combined. Here's a whisk, Susie. Amazing. Thank you. Go ahead and whisk this all up. Great. I'm using the side-to-side method, listeners, meaning I'm going in straight lines back and forth as opposed to whisking in a circle. The test cooks at America's Test Kitchen Kids found this to be the most efficient way to whisk. And I think they're right. This all looks pretty well combined to me. Looks good to me too, Susie. Next up, we're going to be using the food processor. I'll start with a quick reminder that the blades inside a food processor are very sharp. So be careful when you are adding foods to it and especially scraping out the mixture at the end. But as long as we are careful and aware of what we're doing, food processors are very safe, so there's nothing to worry about. Also, if you aren't using a food processor, then hang tight for a minute. We'll tell you what to do in just a moment. You got it, Molly. All right, so the food processor is plugged in and ready to go. Great. We'll start by adding our tortilla chips. Okie doke. We just pour them right in? Absolutely. And go ahead and lock the lid into place. Now, listeners, we are going to process these tortilla chips until they are very finely ground, almost like sand. That might take about one minute. Could take a little less or a little more. You probably won't be able to hear us once the food processor is on, so just go ahead and process these on your own. You can be the judge of when to stop. Three, two, one, process. Now, if you don't have a food processor, then you probably can still hear us right now. We'll use the zipper lock bag technique Andrea taught Susie during tortilla chip week. Susie, do you want to remind our listeners how to do this? I'd love to. First off, listeners, it's important to close the bag and press any excess air out of it before we get to crushing. After you put the chips into the bag, seal it most of the way, but leave a little bit open near the corner. About an inch is just fine. Then, lay the bag down on the counter and use your hands to gently press the air out. You won't be able to get it all out, but as long as the bag is mostly flat, you should be fine. Once you've done that, you can finish sealing the bag and we'll be ready to crush. Now you can press the rolling pin back and forth over the zipper lock bag until they are broken into very small pieces. Listeners, if you're using this method, go ahead and pause... Here. This time, I said it really slow so that you'd have time to pause. 
And so now, you should be back. Hello? If you were using a food processor, odds are those chips are finely ground. And if you use the zipper lock method, we are unpaused and back in action. Wahoo! Nicely done. All right, Susie, I'm going to explain the next step to our non-food processor friends here first. So if you aren't using a food processor, go ahead and add your very thinly sliced scallions, black beans, and tortilla chips to the large bowl with our egg and spice mixture. And using the potato masher, we're going to smash the beans and combine all the ingredients together. You want to mash them up really well, so make sure everything is all mixed together while we talk everyone else through these next steps. For everyone who is using a food processor, which includes us, Susie, we can remove the lid on the food processor and add the beans and scallions. Okie doke! Let's do beans first. So here's my two cups, and in they go. And my coarsely chopped scallions are going in as well. Great! Awesome. So now you can lock the lid back into place. Hold down the pulse button for one second and then release. Okay, here's one pulse. Perfect. Now repeat that pulse until all ingredients are finely chopped. It might take 10 to 15 one-second pulses. Listeners at home, you're the best judge of this step yet again. Feel free to stop whenever your ingredients are chopped and all mixed up. All righty, here we go. I think that looks great. Now we're going to remove the lid and carefully remove the processor blade. Listeners, you should ask an adult for help with this part. Great! Molly, care to help me with the blade here? Gladly. There you go. Now transfer the black bean mixture to our large bowl with the egg and spice mixture. Okay! Using this rubber spatula? That's what I would use. Perfect! Let's see here. We're just scooping it on out. And into this here bowl. This is going great! Alrighty, getting the last little bits in there. Perfect. Now gently stir everything until the ingredients are combined with your egg and spices. Great! I'm doing that right now! Listeners, if you didn't use a food processor, you might have finished a little while ago. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for your patience. But now that these ingredients are all combined for us, too, we should all be caught up, and this recipe will be the same for everyone from here on out. Amazing. Now the next step is probably my favorite. Let's start by getting our hands just a little wet in the sink. Wet hands, huh? Will that help make sure this bean mixture doesn't stick to them? That's exactly right, Susie. Okay. Just a quick rinse here, and we're good. Great, so now we want to divide this bean mixture into four equally sized portions. I like to do that by splitting the mixture in half evenly and then splitting those halves in half again. And then you have four equal portions. Great, so here's one half, and then here's half of one half, and then here's half of the other half, Having fun yet, Susie? Ha! Good one. Okay, we have four portions. Perfect. Now we want to roll each portion into a ball. Fun! So, Susie, you can grab a portion and cup your hands gently just a little bit, like you've just caught a firefly and you don't want it to fly away. Oh, cutest comparison ever, Molly. And then just roll the mixture around in your cupped hands until you get a lightly packed ball, like this. Awesome! Here, let me try. I have a bean mixture, and I'm rolling it gently around just a bit here, and pretty soon it should be... Yep, it's a ball! Yeah, how fun! Can I do one? Please. All right, cupping my hands and rolling the mixture. Hooray! Bean ball number three. Only one left. I got this. Here we go! All right, Molly, that's four bean balls. Perfect. Next up, we're going to gently flatten each bean ball until it's a circle or patty that measures three and a half inches across. 
Ah, so that's where this ruler comes in, huh, Molly? Exactly. All right, so I'm just using both hands to flatten or smush this ball, and it looks like a pretty standard burger size. Let's measure it. Yep, just about three and a half inches. Doesn't have to be exact, listeners, just pretty close. We'll put these on a plate here. And here's ball number two. Give this one a go, Susie. Great. Flattening. And listeners, if the mixture is feeling too sticky to work with, feel free to wet your hands again. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that, Molly. Quick rinse. Okay, back to flattening. This one looks about right. Here, I'll be the measurer. Uh, measurer? Easier to do than to say. Thank you, Mitzi. Yep. Two patties down, two to go. Great. Flattening and shaping and flattening. Mitzi? Little small. Here, how about now? Ah, perfect. Okay, one left. Great. Bing, bang, boom. Perfect. All right. We went from a bowl of bead mixture to four equal bead balls to four three-and-a-half-inch patties in no time at all. That was easy, right? Next step is even easier. What's the next step? Well, we put all four patties on a plate. Great. There they are. And then we put them in the fridge. Oh, that's easy. Okay, in you go, patties. Uh, now what? Now we wait. Huh? Uh, for how long? For 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yep, don't worry, listeners. We'll keep track of time for you. Mitzi, want to keep your eye on the clock for us? Okay, but doesn't seem very practical, Molly. I can't see it if my face is that close. Not literally, Mitzi. Keeping your eye on the clock just means to keep track of time. Oh, right. Of course. I'd be happy to. Amazing. Well, we've got some segments to get to and a couple more things to prepare while those patties chill out. But before we get to any of that, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. Hey, grownups. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. If you're anything like me, it's easy to let grocery shopping fall to the bottom of your to-do list. Kroger's grocery delivery service has taken the stress out of the process. You don't even need to leave your house. Shop online and get fresh groceries delivered to your house in as little as an hour. Shopping couldn't be simpler. It's easy to find the items you buy often, or you can search for exactly what you're looking for. Then schedule a delivery time that works for you and get back to what matters most. Save time and order online with Kroger's Grocery Delivery. Learn more at Kroger.com. I want to tell you about our sponsor, Driscoll's. Driscoll's berries are sweet snacks worth sharing straight out of the clamshell. I told my daughter, Olive, all about them while we snacked on some Driscoll's blackberries. What do you think? Do you think those berry innovators did a good job of making sweet and delicious berries? Yes, a lot. Do you think that's a job you would want to have one day? Maybe. I'll decide when I grow up. You love the berries more than I love the berries? I don't know if that's possible. It is. I know it is. The sweetness isn't just inside these Driscoll's blackberries. It's also in the moments they help make. To discover where you can buy berries worth sharing, head to driscolls.com slash ATKKids. That's driscolls.com slash ATKKids. And we're back. Welcome back, listeners. Two minutes have passed, and we've got eight remaining until our patties are ready to cook. That's right. Now, Susie, ready for the next step? Super duper ready. What are we going to be doing? We are going to toast our buns. Oh, I know how to do that. Can I talk our listeners through this part? Please do. All right, listeners. Let's start by placing a 12-inch skillet, preferably nonstick, on our stovetop and turning it to a medium-high heat. Here we go. Great! 
Now we can split two buns here into four halves and arrange them onto the skillet. We're going to let them toast for about three minutes. We're looking for them to turn golden brown at the edges. You should also be able to smell them as they start to toast. Listeners, we'll play this sound every minute. Go ahead and take them out of the skillet when they are golden brown on the edges and put a new batch in. And when they're all done, turn off your burner. Sounds good. So, uh, what should we do while we wait? How about we cut to our first segment? Champ is here with a very special guest today on The Scoop. Take it away, Champ. Thanks, Molly. Today, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here in the recipe lab talking to one of the key players in today's recipe, Sizzle. Sizzle is a non-stick 12-inch skillet. Hey there, Sizzle. Hi, Champ. Hi, listeners. Wow, I have been a fan of the scoop for so long. This is the coolest. Aw, thanks, Sizzle. Oh, please, you could call me Sizz. So, Sizz, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I'd love to. Hi, I'm Sizz. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a non-stick skillet, like Champ said. I am not the one being used in today's recipe. That's my brother, Fry. Go, Fry, go! Thank you so much. So, can you tell me a little bit more about what it means to be a non-stick skillet? Well, sure. Listeners, a skillet, also often called a frying pan, is a flat-bottom, shallow cooking instrument used to fry, sear, or brown foods, most often on a stovetop. There are all types of skillets. Traditional or uncoated skillets, cast-iron skillets, or non-stick skillets like me. And what makes you non-stick, sis? A non-stick skillet like me has some type of coating or is made of a material that is slippery. It prevents food from sticking to the skillet. To make a pan non-stick, manufacturers apply a coating to its aluminum base, spraying anywhere from one to five layers. A coating, huh? Of what? For a really long time, all non-stick skillets contained the same kind of coating, called polytetrafluoroethylene. PTFE. It's a super strong, fairly flexible, and slippery plastic material. So you're a metal pan that's coated in a flexible plastic compound that makes you extra slippery. Exactly. And I'm great for cooking delicate foods. If you're making something like eggs or pancakes or burgers that you want to make sure doesn't stick to the bottom of the pan, then a nonstick skillet is the way to go. Amazing. These nonstick skillets sound like a no-brainer. What's the downside? Well, the downside is we aren't as durable as uncoated or fully metal skillets. Over time, nonstick skillets like me wear out with use. Our nonstick surfaces can wear down, especially if we're scrubbed too hard when cleaning or if they're scratched with metal tools. Huh. That makes me think of how... Oh, I love this part. This is when you think up a key social-emotional takeaway and compare a concept in cooking to growing up or being a good person. So, what does it make you think of? Well, there are a lot of things that are special or do special jobs that might be kind of fragile. Nothing's indestructible, but some things are more fragile than others, right? Exactly. It helps to learn about the things you use every day and know how to take care of them. That way, they can keep working to the best of their ability for as long as possible. Right. I know now to use plastic spatulas or spatulas that are labeled safe for nonstick skillets so as not to wear down your nonstick coating faster than I need to. Just like how I might only want to use a basketball as a basketball and not kick it around and play soccer with it. It's made to be dribbled and shoot hoops with, not to be kicked around, and so it won't last as long as it would if I only use it as it was meant to be used. I think that lesson can be applied to a lot of things, champ. Wow, that was so cool. You just, like, scoopified me. It was an honor, Sizzle. There's only one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Okay, go for it. I know that you're a character in another product ATK Kids has out for young chefs. Can you tell me about it? I would love to. The Preschool Chefs Club is a monthly box program that sends an actual box of amazing cooking and science-related content, from super simple recipes to activities, crafts, and games that will arrive at your doorstep each month. 
It's designed for young chefs ages 3 to 5. Plus, each box has its own illustrated storybook starring me and my friends. Amazing! Well, Sizzle, I think that's our scoop for today. Huh? That's my favorite line. And now you do the three-fact recap, right? Correct, unless you want to try it for me. I'd be honored. Go right ahead, Sis. Well, listeners, that's our scoop for today. A skillet is a flat-bottomed, shallow cooking instrument used to fry, sear, or brown foods. Non-stick skillets have a flexible plastic coating that can be damaged if not treated properly. And most things last longer if you take care of them and use them as they are intended. Oh, and check out the Preschool Chef's Club box from ATK Kids. Couldn't have said it better myself, sis. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, champ. And thanks to Sis as well for sticking that nonstick landing. Okay, so we now have about one minute left on those patties, Molly. Perfect. Listeners, we should all have four golden brown and toasted buns. And your burner should be off. If it's not off, be sure to turn it off now, please, and thank you. We have one more thing we want to prepare before those burgers cook. It is very easy. Mitzi, take the spoon. Got it. Got the spoon. And now mix up this bowl of mayonnaise and sriracha. You can mix yours up at home now, too, listeners. Okay. Wow, I can totally do this. You called the right mitt for the job there, Molly. I am mixing, just really putting my back into it here. Hey, that was pretty quick. I think maybe it's all finished. I think so, too. Looks great, Mitzi. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Feeling very accomplished. That was nice. Amazing. Well, we are ready to start cooking these patties. What do you think, Susie? Want to get these going? Yes, please. I'm getting hungry over here. Those toasty buns smelled good. I agree. All right, well then, let's get started. Let's put our nonstick skillet back on the stove, and we're going to turn it to medium-high heat. Okie doke. We're on the stove here, and medium-high heat. Perfect. Now, Susie, you can add our vegetable oil to the pan. Great! Easy, because it's all already measured out and everything. Okay, it's in the pan. And we're going to let this heat up for one minute. One minute on the clock. So, listeners, next up we are going to add our patties. You can take them out of the fridge now and get ready. They'll cook for four to six minutes on each side. But everyone's stove is different. We'll play our minute bell every minute again and gently check them every once in a while to see how they're doing. Once we get started, Andrea is going to come give us a quick how-to time all about flipping burgers. Andrea! Sounds fun! It should be. Our pan should be hot. So, young chefs and Susie, you can use a spatula to carefully add each black bean burger to the pan. We can cook them all at once. So do that now. And Mitzi, let's put six minutes on the clock. Six minutes on the clock. And four burgers in the pan. Great. While those cook, let's hear a bit more about flipping burgers from Andrea. Hi, Susie. Hi, Mitzi. Hey, young chefs at home. Andrea! Perfect timing! I'm so happy to be back for one more lesson. Andrea, I'm so glad you're here, but I thought our last lesson was our last lesson. Well, it was supposed to be, but then Molly asked me if I could do one more bonus lesson for the finale. There's a pretty important technique that you need for this recipe. You can't make black bean burgers without knowing how to flip them over. Because they have to cook on both sides. Yep, you got it. First things first, you should use a spatula to flip your burgers. Got it. Spatula in hand. You want to start by checking to see if the burgers are ready to be flipped. So you should use the spatula to carefully lift the edge of the burger up to see if it's well browned. Be careful not to lift it too high. These burgers are a little fragile. Got it. Is there anything else our listeners should know before flipping? Do not put your face close to the hot stove or skillet to peek at the underside of the burger. Instead, you can lift up just a little to see without getting your face too close. That's great information. What should they do next? Okay, listeners, if your burger is too light when you check it, just let it cook a little longer, then check again. Once it's golden brown and ready to flip, you should slide the spatula all the way underneath the burger before flipping it. 
If you only slide it under part way, it's harder to flip and easier to drop. I like to hold the skillet handle with one hand to keep it steady and flip the burger with the other hand. You should try to do it in one quick motion. Confidence is key. You can do this. Perfect. One last thing worth noting is that mistakes happen. Sometimes a burger might break or crumble a little bit when you flip it, and that's okay. Have a grown-up help try and put things back together, or just put the pieces on your hamburger bun and enjoy them anyway. It will still taste just as good. Amazing! This all sounds great! Thanks, Andrea! No problem, Susie. And good luck, listeners. Well, I think we're out of time. Bye, friends! Thanks for those tips, Andrea. How are we doing on time, Mitzi? Well, it's been about three minutes. Listeners, remember that your burgers might be done before ours. So remember what Andrea told you to look for and flip your burgers when you think they're ready. Hi, friends. Chad! What are you doing here, Chad? Well, I thought it might be fun to do a very special Ask a Grown-Up on today's episode. Do we have time? Well, we've got three minutes left on the clock for this side of the burger, Chad. Perfect. Well, today I wanted to talk to an old friend of mine who is becoming a bit of a science expert here at America's Test Kitchen Kids, Adelina. So I gave her a call. How's it going, Adelina? It's going great. Amazing to hear. For anyone who might not know, Adelina was on our show for season one, two, and three in The Scoop. But this season, she has moved on to bigger and better things. Adelina, I know you've been becoming a bit of a science expert for us at ATK Kids. Want to tell us a little bit about what you've been working on? I'd love to. I've been excited to be a part of two different video series for the new ATK Kids YouTube channel. I was the voice of the new animated series, Food Science Explainers, which is exactly what it sounds like. We answer food science questions like, What makes fizzy things fizzy? And what is gluten anyway? Amazing. And you are also going to be in front of the camera for the new Scientifically Delicious series, right? That's right. We'll be doing science experiments from the complete cookbook for young scientists that you can try at home. Fantastic. And so with all of this newfound science know-how, I figured you'd be the right person to call to talk us through a little bit of the science behind how these black bean burgers all stay together. Sounds great. So I looked into this a little bit. And what did you find? Well, the first reason you all already learned about in Black Bean Week, it's all about the starch. Beans have starch in them. And when the beans are cooked, the starch mixes with water and becomes gel. Proteins in the bean add some stickiness to the gel as well. Then when the beans are mashed, that starchy gel comes out and holds the mash together. And is that gel strong enough to hold a bean patty together? Not quite. When this starchy gel dries, it loses its stickiness. So the secret ingredient in this recipe is that one large egg you all added in just a minute ago. The egg, huh? Yep, egg white protein is very sticky by nature. And when the egg whites dry, they set like glue. In fact, they have historically been used as glue. Fun fact. Fun indeed. So while the starchy gel does help, It's really the egg white that is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting to keep this black bean burger patty a patty instead of a crumble. Thanks so much for that info, Adelina. And if any of our young chefs wanted to check out either of the YouTube series we talked about, where can they go? They can head to atkkids.com slash YouTube. Back to you, Molly. What timing! It's been six minutes. How are our burgers looking there, Susie? They look well done, not burnt, but a little past golden brown. That's perfect. Time to flip those burgers. Great! Not going to put too much pressure on myself here. Sometimes mistakes happen when flipping burgers, and that's A-OK. But I'll just do my best. Here's one. All right. Flipping burger number two. Amazing! Wow, these smell so good. And number three. There we go. Last Burger, and voila! Four beautiful black bean burgers cooking on side number two. Amazing. All right, put five minutes on the clock for these burgers, Mitzi. Five minutes on the clock. Listeners, your burgers are warm and toasty by now, and so is your skillet. So it's very common for the second side of your burgers to cook faster than the first. Keep an eye on them and pull them when they look ready. 
And don't forget to turn your stove off when they're done. Oh, and if you wanted to add cheese to your black bean burgers, like I do, I'd wait one more minute and then put it on. That's right, Mitzi. Very important. So I think we have time for one more segment. Mitzi, do you want to... Mitzi. What? The future Mitzi? Hello. Sorry to interrupt the cook-along, Molly. It's a good one, let me tell you, listeners. And I should know. I am from the future, after all. Uh, listeners, in case you missed it the last time future Mitzi visited, this is future Mitzi. It's me, but from the future. Mitzi, come with me, please. I, uh, uh, where are we going? Can I bring the microphone? You'll see. And sure, I guess that's fine. This way, please, Mitzi. Bye, Molly. Bye, Madam President. Oh, I mean, Susie. Madam President? Forget I said that, please. All right, right this way, Mitzi. Ah, I'm so excited. Are we going to be saving all of humankind right now, future Mitzi? Well, why would you say that? Well, the last time you visited, you said it was, and I quote, incredibly imperative to the continuation of humankind that you finish out this season of Mystery Recipe. Oh, I did say that, didn't I? You did! So what are we going to have to do? Fight off an alien invasion? Invent a dish to end world hunger? Prevent a child from being bullied so that she doesn't grow up to be a supervillain and try to take over the world? Nope. We're just going to sit here for a minute. Uh, We... what? We're just going to sit. Please, sit here, Mitzi. Well, how is sitting going to save all of humankind? Hmm. Have we heard of the ripple effect yet, Mitzi? Uh, is that when you pull a tablecloth out from underneath a set table and try to make sure the dishes don't all topple over and- Uh, no. It's the idea that one small action can set off a sequence of events that become larger and larger over time. Like the ripples that grow from a small stone dropped in water. Heh. One moment here can have unimaginable effects in the future. Right, I- Oh no. Are you saying that I almost just caused the end of the world? Yes, Mitzi. If I had left you in that room with Molly and Susie, you would have accidentally spoiled the mystery recipe for season five, which would have ultimately prevented Susie from becoming the first female saucepan president of the United States. Huh. That implies the existence of a male saucepan president of the United States. Which would have had terrible consequences for international relations. And this goes on and on until the end of the world as we know it. Wow. So I really, really cannot tell anyone that the season five mystery recipe is going to be... Macy! Right, 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 right. I won't say. Wow, so then I end up being smart enough to figure this all out on my own and save the world? No, Mitzi. I am you, after all. No offense to us, but we're meant to host podcasts, not save the world. Uh, yeah, that's fair. So, who figured this out, then? Dorothy? Delilah? You can come out now. What? Dorothy? Delilah, my dolphin friends! You can walk on land? Ugh, they can do a lot more than that, Mitzi. Dorothy and Delilah are the ones who trace everything back to this moment. And they've been with you all season, making sure you made it here so that we could distract you for this exact moment. And save the world. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, Mitzi, our job here is done. I'm afraid Dorothy and Delilah will be coming back with me since they're the real brains behind all this time travel and everything. The future needs them. That's right, Delilah. The future still needs you, too, Mitzi. To try not to give any more spoilers. Right. Got it. And to show up for yourself and try your best every chance you get. Because you never know what you're going to grow up to be, Mitzi. Well, you. I'm going to grow up to be you. And look at those eyebrows. Great, right? We've got to go, Mitzi. Go ahead and head back to the cook-along. And remember, always believe in yourself. Always, always, always believe in yourself, Mitzi. Mitzi, you're back. I am back. And I know things now. We know things now. 
Isn't that right, listeners? Oh, Molly, five minutes are up! Hooray! These burgers are looking ready, Molly. Perfect. Go ahead and take those out of the skillet, Susie. You can put them back on this plate for now. All that's left is building our burgers. Ah, amazing! Yeah, I have really worked up an appetite here. Listeners, let's place one lettuce leaf on each bun bottom. Lovely. Here's one, and one for you. A third lettuce leaf goes on this bun, and there's all four. Amazing, Susie. Now use a spatula to slide our burgers on top of the lettuce leaves. Great! Gah, they smell amazing. My mouth is watering. There's four burgers on top of four lettuce leaves on top of four bun bottoms. Perfect. Now we can spread some sriracha mayonnaise on the bun tops, put them onto our burgers, and we are good to go. Young chefs, feel free to add whatever else you want here. Best thing about burgers is that it's easy to make them your way. Wow! I think mine needs to cool down just a little bit, but it looks delicious. I can't wait to take a bite. Me either. Here's one for you, Molly. Susie, these came out so good. You're telling me. Cheers, Susie. Let's have a black bean burger toast. Here's to season four and all of this recipe's fun and fantastical ingredients. Burger cheers. Burger Burger cheers. Well, we won't keep you from enjoying this delicious recipe any longer. Feel free to finish putting together your burgers and add your toppings and have fun with it. And thanks for joining us for our fourth season of Mystery Recipe and for participating in our season finale cook-along. We want to see how it went. Feel free to have your grown-up send us a picture of your burgers on Instagram at TestKitchenKids or using the hashtag ATKKids. Or you can email them to, what was that again, Mitzi? Mystery Recipe at americastestkitchen.com. From everyone here on Team Mystery Recipe, we hope you enjoy your black bean burgers and keep on cooking. Yahoo! These came out delicious. Really, Susie? Nice job with these. They're well cooked. Can you pass the sriracha mayo? I want to give them a bit more kick. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum. And I am a Sour Patch Kid. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's a peanut butter cup. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a lemon meringue pie. Rebecca Cunningham is our associate producer, and she is a shortcake. Andrea Vavjin is a Biscoff cookie, and Katie O'Hara is a chocolate brownie cookie, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik strawberry shortcake, and Matt Boynton, an orange creamsicle, of ultraviolet audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a key lime pie. Our director of post-production is Jen Margolis. She's a cannoli. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is a chocolate lava cake. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a lattice-top peach pie. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's chocolate avocado pudding. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, associate art director, Gabby Hamanoff, senior editor, Afton Cyrus, associate editors, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, test cooks, Andrea Vavjin and Cassandra Laughlin, and assistant test cook, Kristen Bango. This recipe was developed by Cassandra Laughlin. Betsy was voiced by Kira O'Sullivan. Susie was voiced by Brianna Maya. Special thanks to Chester Guazda of Ultraviolet Audio. This episode also featured the voices of Adelina Rodriguez and Irene Yenko. Our fourth season wouldn't have been possible without the help of Caroline Rickert, Terrence Johnson, Jennifer Cucitti, Yorgo Sivernides, Johanna Lapiad, Kelsey Hopper, Sally Kalem, Megan Bagala, Stacey Schutzman, Sarah Damaris, Meredith Taylor, and Sarah Domville. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger, Driscoll's, and Greenpan. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. So, Mitzi, 
What happened when that future version of yourself showed up? Uh, nothing. I, uh, don't worry about it. And what was with all that Madam President stuff? I mean, really, Susie, is anyone surprised? What? Ah, uh, nothing, Madam President. I mean, Susie. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.